Hello, I'm Paul Cornell, and you're listening to Podcastica. Welcome to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Podcastica here on NOTLG.com, episode 132, Genesis of the Daleks. My name is John, and joining me as he does every time we exterminate things, oh boy, I don't know, <laughs> is my good friend Taylor. Taylor, hello. Hello. How's it going? It is well. I'm oh, great. I, How I, are I, you, John? Oh, I was like, I don't know what's happening, and then I... I uh, yeah, sorry. I'm just so used to the Dalek voice. Uh, yeah, right? Because everyone is, everyone is doing it at all times. <laughs> Especially in this story. Oh my goodness! Yes. Um, yeah. So how how are you? How's it? How are you doing? I'm well. I'm good. Kids are back in school, and um, my work schedule has shifted around a little bit. So I'm kind of getting used to a slightly different commute, but yeah, not the end of the world, you know. No, no. <laughs> how no. are you? Uh, I'm doing well. Uh, I Excellent. went to Disneyland twice last week. That was fun. You poor thing. Oh yeah, it was it was terrible. <laughs> it was horrible. Uh, that's pretty much all that's going on in my neck of the woods here. Yeah. Oh, uh, Seb and I recorded a new If Memory Serves that'll drop at the end of this week. Perfect. Excellent. Yeah. There you go. I uh, oh, I don't have. I don't think I have anything till till we record again. I think. Wow. No, I mean I have Tornado Tag. If you want to listen to Tornado Tag, there you go. People should. They should. They really should. Oh boy! So, uh, w- w- folks, get ready for possibly a long one. Yeah, we're gonna, strap in. We're we're diving in here, this but is a be- six parter. Yeah, before we we dive in, we've got a, a slew of who news. Oh boy! Yeah, do we ever? Um, I I think first we should uh, um, hit the the latest piece of news. I just before recording this evening, we. Uh, got word that production designer Michael Pickwode, uh, who did the look of the series from Matt Smith's first uh, Christmas story through the end of the Capaldi era, passed today at the age of 73. Yeah, very sad. Some yeah. great set pieces. Oh, some amazing set pieces. And some yeah. great TARDISes. Yeah. Some awesome TARDISes. Yeah, I remember the... Uh, what was Matt Smith's first story called? Um uh, Christmas Carol. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Just the look of the town. Yeah. There's a lot of good stuff. Good stuff indeed. Yes, yeah. he will be He will be missed. He wasn't working on uh, season 11, was he? No, he was not. Mm, okay. No. Uh, so, yeah, he will He will be missed, but long remembered for... Oh, absolutely. Um, and, yeah, there has been quite a lot of news since we recorded last. Of course, strangely enough, no Gallifrey. Interesting. Guest announcements. Well, uh, once again, you're welcome. You'll probably get that news tomorrow. Yeah, probably. Uh, but we do have the official list of all the season 11 writers and directors. Yes, we do. Um, and it is amazing and it is diverse. Um, this is so cool. Um, in terms of writers, we have uh, Mallory Blackman. Um, she's done over 60 books for kids and young adults. Um, Ed Heim, 
uh, Rose, the first episode of Skins. That was always a series that I wanted to watch, and I never. Oh, never Skins! I yeah. Never, yeah, I never watched that either, but I, I do recall it. Okay. Uh, playwright and screenwriter Vinay Patel. All right. Um, a do 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 do. Sorry, I had to scroll down a little bit there. Uh, Pete McTighe. I'm gonna say pretend that's how it's pronounced. I, I might be wrong. Um, but uh, he's done um, a bunch of stuff, but he has been wanting to do Doctor Who for an incredibly long time. In fact, I think um, it's one of those like childhood dreams come true for him. Oh, so that's, well, perfect. That's very exciting. Yes. Um, and Joy Wilkinson, um, uh, she she did of all uh, amongst other things the BBC Five part of the life and adventures of Nick Nickleby, um, and uh, yeah, it's great. I, we've got uh, people of color, we've yeah. got women, diversity, we've got just a whole mix. This is we did. I'm, it. <laughs> I'm pumped. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped. very excited as well. Um, in terms of directors, we we've talked some names before. Um, uh, Sally Appermain, um, which I think I completely mispronounced, but sorry. Um, I keep wanting to put the P and the H together, and I'm like, that's uh, not quite how that works. Um, uh, Jamie Childs, um, uh, he was the one who uh, directed uh, Jodie Whittaker's Reveal. Oh, awesome! Yeah. <clears throat> yep. Um Jennifer Parrott and uh I'm trying to see what she's done the here. Short film uh, The short Raven. Film yeah, yeah. Um and I guess she's uh since finishing up on season eleven, because they've finished filming, uh, she's been working on a uh a, a, a drama series called Gentleman Jack for a uh, BBC one HBO uh joint production. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. Um, and Mark Tonderai. Yes. Um, yes. Yes, indeed. Oh, and he's probably familiar with the Bam Pow crowd. Yes. He's done some Lucifer, Gotham, Black Lightning, and the uh, new George R.R. R. Martin uh, sci-fi show, Night Flyers, which mm. I've uh, heard pretty decent things about. Yes, this is uh, that's very exciting because, uh, yeah. I mean, those are three shows that I, I used to... Well, I stopped watching lucifer after a while but gotham and black lightning both mm-hmm. very good shows great yeah very cool um and it it appears take this with a grain of salt folks it appears as though there's third party confirmation that season 11 will start on sunday september 23rd yeah it's a it comes from uh and i of course i closed down the the site as soon as i you know i don't know why i closed it down but it comes from it, it comes from a newspaper in London, right? Yeah, basically the equivalent of like a TV guide. And TV guide, they don't just make up times for when shows air. They actually get that information from the network. Yeah. So I assume that's how they do it in England as well. I mean, um, I would assume so as as well. Um, I feel like we I checked some of the other dates that were around it. Mm-hmm. Um, it is an article on their website as well, but you know you got okay. you got to pay to read the whole thing. Oh, but uh, it you know they check some of the other dates and they are they're correct. So I don't. Yeah, I mean I, we don't have official confirmation from the BBC. You know, uh, I was kind of half expecting it today since that had already kind of 
come out in that uh, in that guide. Uh, yeah. So we shall see. Um, I'd be pretty stoked about that. I mean, that would be the weekend after my birthday this year. So, yeah. you know, I, I'd consider that a slightly belated gift, but I would gladly accept it. Yeah, it would. Uh, and I think we we mapped it out here. If it, what did they say? Have we even said the date? September 23rd? Did we say that? Yeah. Okay. Uh, it would go what? It would go, I think it would finish maybe two weeks before, maybe two weeks before Christmas, maybe two or three weeks. Yeah. Is that 10 weeks out? I think so. Yeah. So, you know, it, it matches up. Kinda. Yeah, that would work. I mean, a little breather and then a Christmas episode. Which, I think that would work pretty well. I feel like we did have that for. Did we have that for last season? Uh, was it last season or was it season nine? I cannot remember honestly. Um, no, because last season was going on. Uh, um, it started in April. Oh, right, right, right. Because it finished just as we went off to Tennessee in July. Mm, that's right. So yeah, season nine. Hmm. Okay. Well then, <laughs> we shall see, and yeah, we will, we'll of see. course. But but you know what that means is that if September twenty third is the date, it means that we only have one more episode between now and the start of the new season. Yeah, that is very true. That's bonkers. Yeah, and uh, I mean, on a personal note, I kind of wish it was um, maybe a little sooner because October is going to be a bear for us, Taylor. I'm going to tell you that Uh-oh. right now. Yeah, yeah, it's. I am traveling at least, well, we'll see. I don't know, but I'm, I've bought tickets and I will be traveling back east at least maybe a Sunday to a Sunday. So, Ooh, okay. I don't know. We'll figure it out. We will figure something out. Uh, but anyway, yes, September 23rd is the rumored date. And I mean, you know why? And I'll just say it because I've been going on some rants on some podcasts lately. Stop putting out things that tell us it's coming out in fall. Just give oh, us the release date. Yes. This is ridiculous at this point. Yes, I know. It's, it completely is. It's so dumb. I'm tired of it. Yeah, it's it's just like, why do you, you, you put out the same trailer and just give us the same information? Yep, and I will tell you the same thing. Yeah, fall is too vague a date. Fall isn't a date, fall's a season. I actually think I commented that on an Instagram post from the BBC at one point. Yeah. I'm like, fall's not a date, it's a season. Yes. So, I mean, <laughs> we'll see. We'll yep. see what, uh, what happens here with that. Exactly. Well, in the meantime, you know how earlier this year they released uh, Tom Baker's first season, season 12 on Blu-ray, right? Yes, yes. Well, coming soon will be uh, Peter Davison's first season, season 19. Oh, it's cool. A limited edition blue release. And in order to announce it, <laughs> I watched this. This is very cute. Janet Fielding reprised her role as Tegan for a rather hilarious Javenka Airlines safety video. Oh, that's great. I got to check that right. out. Uh, do, please. Yeah, and I'll have links to all of this stuff in the show notes. Oh, that's great. Um, it's it's really funny, but it basically also serves as a commercial for uh, the uh, season nineteen uh, limited edition Blu-ray, Good stuff. Uh, which hopefully will have all the discs working okay. Oh yes, yeah. It turns out that the season twelve Blu-ray, I want to say that it was discs three and five, if I remember reading correctly. I could be wrong on that. Um, um, I'm only saying that because I don't actually own it myself. Um, 
there is an update for those of you guys working to replace those defective discs. Uh, we will have that link. Um, and I'm going to see if there's any critical information uh, that you guys need to know. Um, there are some emails. So if you um, have the UK version, there's an email. There's the US version. If you have the Australian version, um, there are uh, emails in the link in the show notes uh, to this episode that you can chase down to be like, Hey guys, where's my stuff? So they, they are working very hard to, uh, get those taken care of because season 12 is pretty rad. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh boy. Well, if that wasn't enough, big finish has announced more 20th anniversary titles, including their biggest crossover ever. Holy moly. I know the legacy of time. Oh my goodness. How many actors from Doctor Who can we put on a single poster? Oh, Let's oh quickly man. Count them. Let's see. Four, uh, eight, nine, 15. It's almost 20 people on a poster. Yeah. Holy moly. <laughs> this is going to be amazing. Um, one of the things I'm most excited about is we're going to have. Um, Professor Bernice Summerfield, Lisa Bowerman, um, uh, creation of uh, friend of the show, Paul Cornell, meet River Song. Oh, awesome. Um, so we are going to have a time traveling uh, archaeologist fest, basically. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. This is. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, I'm very. I'm ready. Lot. I'm very excited to. In to fact, that's what this. I need to do with my commute home. I just, I, I need to get some more big finished titles here and just. Uh, Goodness. Leave the leave the windows up because you can't really hear big finish very well at 65 miles an hour with the no, windows down. No, you cannot. No. Wow. I know. I know. So I believe this drops in July of 2019. Oh wow! Okay. I am looking for. Oh shoot! Yes. In July yes, yes, yes. 2019. There we go. July yes. of 2019. They're releasing Legacy of Time. So, uh, uh, strap in and get ready for that one. Wow. Yeah. This has this literally every almost everyone on on it. Pretty much. How are we? Um, who's voicing? Uh, Pertwee here. Um, I think that's interesting. Uh, Tim Trelore. They should honestly just get his son to do it. I don't know why they right, don't. Right. Exactly. I wish they would just get tap his son to play play him. He's he's um he's on Gotham. Oh, that's he's right. Alfred. I think you've mentioned that to me before. Yeah, he is amazing. That's awesome. I think that would be fun. Right. But anyway, wow. Holy yeah. moly! Yeah, folks, check I this know. out. Goodness. And unfortunately, that is that is not a title that will be out in time for Gallifrey One next year because that that's that's one that I would almost well, be willing to buy the hard copy of. Well, yeah, it's the eight disc, four thousand limited edition one. Yes, jeez, I got to find uh, the oh boy, what what was I what did I say I was going to try and find? Oh, the last stories of of um, Colin Baker's era. Oh yeah! Remember the BBC put those out. We were thinking of reviewing mm-hmm. those. I got to find. Yeah. Find that. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, it, it, amazingly enough, I mean, I I do a lot of research for if memory serves, and Seb does even more. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes the 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 stuff that we, you're able to find on YouTube is just amazing. You 
stuff you wouldn't have thought would be out there. Um, but it looks as though, uh, Patrick Troughton's final convention appearance, um, uh, has been posted to YouTube in its entirety. It's, it's like 50 minutes worth of 1987 quality footage. Um, mostly because it was 1987. Um, and it literally, and this is kind of, um, amazing and morbid all at the same time. It literally was the day before he passed. No way. Yes. Wow. Yes. Um, so again, we will have a link to that. Um, by all means, check it out. That's, that's one of those things that I kind of have like stuck in my, uh, watch later queue that I'll probably pull up tomorrow while I'm working on stuff. Wow. That's awesome. I know. I will definitely be checking that out. Totally. Um, and lastly, this time it is, uh, with sadness that we actually share the passing of Janet Hargreaves, who, uh, played the mom, uh, who later became one of the gods of Ragnarok in the greatest show in the galaxy. Yeah. Oh, greatest yeah. shows of the galaxy. I know. I know. Very sad. She, um, she was 81. Oh. Uh, had a lot of theater and uh, TV credits. Uh, remained active into her 80s, continuing to teach and act. Uh, she passed on uh, August 4th of this year. Oh, wow. Yeah. And we just, well, I guess we didn't. When was the, I'm like, wow, they held off on that announcement for a while. Uh, yeah, they did actually. Wow. They, they did a little bit because the the story wasn't even posted uh, uh, at Doctor Who News until the sixteenth of August. Oh, so sometimes so they hold the stories back a yeah. little bit from the families and whatnot. Well, that is that's super sad. A, that a, is a that, sad that's such a great story for us in the Doctor Who community. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess we should talk about some killing machines now. Indeed, I think we shall. <laughs> this week we watched... What a segue. This week we watched Genesis <laughs> of the Daleks, starring Tom Baker as the Doctor, Liz Slayton as Sarah Jane Smith, Ian Martyr as Harry Sullivan, Peter Miles as Niter. Oh, man, he was something wasn't else. He, wasn't he great? Oh, my goodness. And uh, Michael Wisher as Davros, who was also... Well, we'll get into it. Uh, written by Terry Nation and... Directed by David Maloney, first aired March 8th through April 12th, 1975, and it is the fourth story of season 12 of the original run of Doctor Who. Nailed it. (laughs) So we got some story notes, and these story notes are brought to you by the fine folks over at TARDIS Wikia. (laughs) Brought to you and also gently lifted from. Yes. so the Khaleds and Thals have been warring for a thousand years, though it seems like the Khaleds managed to keep some sort of technological edge. Yep. In that kind of interesting how they, you've got kind of this mix of periods and technologies uh, throughout the story. And we'll talk about that. Yes, we will. Uh, working titles for this story. That's gotta be one of the, my most favorite, uh, uh, story notes to bring up every time is working titles. Genesis of terror. Oh, and Daleks colon Genesis of Terror. Wow, they just really wanted to get terror into there. I think they did, and and then they went, wait a second, if we just call it Genesis of Terror, no one's going to realize there's Daleks in it. Yeah. Which I think might work better, kind of as a surprise. I mean, I don't know how surprises worked back in the day, but... (laughs) Hopefully better than they do these days. Man. Or at least... During the whole, like, oh hey, look, John Sims back. Whoops. Oh man, I know that. Oh, they could. That could have been one of the best things ever. Oh, but anyway, it, between that and the and the Mondas, Cyberman, I know. Yes, 
That could man, they should have kept one of those in their pocket. Yep. Oh. Anyway. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the freeze frame cliffhanger at the end of part two represents the series' first use of this technique. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about that a little more. We definitely will. Um interestingly enough, the opening scene. Uh, of of part one was rewritten by director David Maloney. Terry Nation felt the rewritten scene was too violent for young children. I agree. Um, and and uh, uh, noted complainer of everything, Mary Wright- Whitehouse concurred. Uh, oh yes, oh, broadcast. I had to be uh, gently reminded by looking at your notes to figure out what was too violent, and then I remembered. Yeah. Yeah. It, it there there was there was a pretty high body count in the story. Let's yes, just say. oh my goodness. Um, and and yeah, we'll we'll talk more in depth about that. Um, so uh, John Peel's novelization uh, of the evil of the Daleks suggests that the Dalek that exterminates Davros toward the end of the story eventually becomes the Dalek Emperor seen in Evil of the Daleks. I I kind of figured. Yeah. Right. Um, Peel's later novel War of the Daleks also states this. I mean, he he gets a speech at the end. Yeah, he gets a uh, he gets a Dalek speech. So I figure he is of some importance. I, I feel like somebody should have by now designed like um, you know like there's some websites that are like random title gener- generator, or random this generator. I think I think we need a random of the Daleks generator. We should see if we can somehow make that. <laughs> That and I, add I it to the it would be that hard to program of the Daleks. You, you know, just hit it and it's a rand, random word. Bench spanner of the Daleks. Hey, I like that. You know, uh, uh, campfire of the Daleks. Gummy <laughs> worms of the. I must. I want snacks. I think. Oh wow! Yeah. Hey, you said worms. So do you remember uh, what was the? Were they not the mud pies? Remember it was like the when the worms were in there. The gummy worms. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yes. that's that made me think of that. I don't know why. We we made something like that for the kids just recently. The chocolate pudding with the crushed up Oreo. Yeah, bits man. And a of gummy worms in it. Yep. That's yep. the good stuff right there. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> um, although I must say I've been enjoying some some homemade marshmallows from friend of the show and uh, uh, Paranoia Magazine uh, editor uh, Olaf Phillips. Ah, oh, yes. Holy moly, those are so good. How is he? Can you tell me how he's doing or is someone he's, listening? He's well. He's well. Did you uh, not get my joke? <laughs> things have been busy. You know, life has thrown some uh, curveballs, but uh, he's looking at getting the uh, podcast back up and running here soon. And I told him, I'm like, dude, if I can help in any way or if you need like a guest host, I'd love to come on. Totally. Totally. So, all for it. Anyway, this is the final six part story not to be a season finale. Due to the show's criticisms for successively long serials, which often spanned around six part and became a prominent issue during seasons seven through 11. Oh, people didn't stat- like those? Uh, apparently not. <laughs> they, they must have had issue with pacing or something. Huh, interesting. I know. Go it's almost pay. like I went back in time and complained. <laughs> uh, maybe you did. Maybe I did. We'll never maybe. know. Or we yeah. will, maybe. Well, because of that, the staff instituted a policy that all non-finale serials in a season would span at most four parts. Perfect. And I think uh, just for a small spoiler, it's my turn to pick this week. And I was I was like, maybe I'll do another Dalek story. And I saw one that was like history of the Daleks, part one through 20. And I was like, forget this. <laughs> 
I think it was a first Doctor one too, and it was like eight episode or eight or ten episodes. Yep, that would probably be the Daleks. Yeah, I went no, thank you. Oh, and that's no. the one with the uh, actually. I don't even think it was the Daleks. I think it was something of the Daleks because I know the original Daleks one is the the one where with the uh, the cavern and they all have to jump over it individually. Yes. Your your possibly favorite scene ever. Oh, good lord. Yeah. Anyway. Well, Taylor. Yes. You have a synopsis for us that is also uh, universally famous. There we go. Whoa. You've been oh, upgraded. Man. Did you not know this? I, no. No one told me. Huh. Well, do, I, do I get like a badge or something? I mean, maybe. I don't know. Okay. I'm cool with that. <laughs> All right. Well, boy, no pressure. Uh, Gallifrey recruits the doctor to again do their dirty work, this time by going back and attempting to prevent the Daleks from ever being invented. At the back end of a thousand-year war, the Doctor, Sarah Jane, and Harry face down Thals, Khaleds, and Davros himself, as long—sorry, uh, as well as some heavy-handed morality. Just to ask, do I have the right? Holy moly! Well, yep. Um, I, I you you answered my question, but I did. Uh, yes, I'll just I ask that. it again for the okay. people. Do. Do do we have a Davros origin story? And I mean, not like we've gotten, but more of a like, how did he become blind and get a third eye and also end up in a wheelchair origin story? Not on screen. No. Um, and I actually did have to like double check and research this uh, today because I was like, um, yeah, I think we did. And um, no, we don't on screen, but there are a couple of audio stories that cover it. One called Davros and another one called Corruption. Ah, Okay. Because... Well, Taylor, when I think of Genesis of the Daleks, I'm thinking of, like, he's thinking about it. He hasn't already, like, created them. Well, I, by the technical definition of a Genesis, yes, I suppose that's right. And I mean, I mean, because uh, isn't that how we the Genesis of the Cybermen kind of went? Or No, I guess the uh, idea was already in. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, I was hoping we'd be like... Hello there, Doctor. I'm I'm Davros. Well, I'm a hip young cat on this planet, and then like he, you know, goes blind and then gets mad and makes a robot. I don't know. Which which I you could probably do in six parts. Oh yeah. Uh, if you if you if you cut away some of the the rest of the bits of the stories. Uh, but no, uh, we start with a foggy quarry. Something I don't think I've ever seen before. Oh I'm man, this is this is like. This has to be the record because it's just like titles quarry, like immediately. Yeah, like you can see it clear as day. Yeah, I wonder. Well, actually, we we have folks. I'll just let you know we have a podcastica episode stat sheet here, and I think, I mean, I wish I had just kept record of this. It should be episode by starts with rock quarry, and just <laughs> see how many episodes we've watched. What's the percentile of that? Yeah, we could probably go back and figure that out. I oh boy, I don't know if I want to. It's a lot of episodes. It's a lot of episodes, Taylor. That is a lot of episodes. It's a whole but... lot. Uh, now, I, a couple of things I, I yeah. want to say right off the bat. Now, this is some Dalek entrance music. That is not like a note <laughs> right off the top. That's just something I wanted to follow up from last time, mm-hmm. where it's just like this is 
This is yes. the Dalek music, not the yes. whatever it was from last episode we reviewed. The, the, the dopey, oh jeez, kind of loping music. No, this this is good, proper yes. Dalek music. Yes, I absolutely agree about that. But anyway, Rock Quarry. Yeah, it's very foggy here too. Yeah, dudes and I, with gas masks. I was really digging these these uh, these getups here. I know from both that, sides I, they looked pretty cool. Really strikes me like the uh, costume department just went to town on this one. I feel yeah, I feel like on all sides they did a very good job. The costume mm-hmm. department, good stuff. Yeah. Right down to, and I didn't even notice this. Did, did you see the Sarah, Sarah Jane's pants? They were like a weird, like patterny. They looked pretty cool, and I didn't even notice them until she was yelling at them to not blow up the doctor. Um, now are we talking about her outfit in the very beginning where she's kind of in that denim skirt or are we talking toward the end of the story where she actually gets a pair of camo pants? Oh, it must've been the camo pants then. Yeah. Yeah. I thought those were cool. (laughs) Yeah. No, I, I, that works for me. I'm like, all right, camo pants, Sarah Jane Smith. Perfect. Yes. Perfect. So, um, we got a lot of slow motion dying at the beginning here. This was a very violent scene. I didn't even yeah. know. Yeah. I mean, this this really, this is one of those things where I'm like, yeah, this, this, no, kids aren't seeing this one anytime soon. No. God help me now. This is, and not only that, but I mean, you've got, now granted, they're, you know, you're not getting uh, uh, fountains of blood or anything like that. Oh, no, no, no. You it never is, do. But, you know, no, not on Doctor Who, but. At the same time, you you are getting this slow motion stuff. I'm like, God, this is so Sam Peckinpah without the blood. Absolutely, yeah. But it's like, wow, this was different. Yeah, it it was very different. And uh, the doctor's kind of he he's the the doctor of war. I mean, the fog of war, starring the doctor, <laughs> and he's just kind of walking around. And my only note for who is do we do we know who this character is the man with the the biggest collar of all time yeah i i don't i'm sure he has a name but i don't think it's ever stated i'm just like who is this guy oh he's a time lord okay yeah he just says he's a time lord and he's like hey man um oh that that uh valius okay i just uh i just looked it up he apparently is uh he's he's around He's apparently just hang. He hangs around, and he has. A, he's got a big old collar. He looks like the flying nun. A little bit, yeah. Kind of. That's a reference that I barely get. <laughs> Sally Field show from uh, God, the late sixties. Yes, thanks, mom. Um, <laughs> yeah, and he says, "Hey, doctor, um, you gotta like do something about these Daleks." And he's like, "You can't just like." pluck me out of time and he says i can do whatever i want here's a little here's a bracelet by the way you're already on scar bye and then just <laughs> kind of leaves i mean he tells him he wants to mess with the dalek timeline kind of mess with their uh genetic Element. structure yep but like i said the dogs have basically been built so he can't do any can't really do anything but i mean you know can't do anything in the fashion that they wanted him to yeah, exactly. They 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 drop them off actually a little late if they're trying to prevent the Daleks from being created. I mean, in typical Time Lord fashion. <laughs> true. Very true. They're just always late. Fashionably late with a giant collar. <laughs> so we're already on Scarrow. Uh, Sarah, Sarah Jane and Harry are here already. And we're just, yeah. um, man, uh, bless, bless these actors' hearts. 
They're like, all right, so you guys just lay down in this rock quarry, and we're just going to explode stuff very near you. Yes. Goodness gracious. I know. That is just, there's a whole bunch of explosions. I feel like we're still outside, and then it's, like, clearly Mm -hmm. set at one point. Yeah. And I actually wrote wrote a note. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I wrote a note down here, and I actually, I mentioned it to Lauren, what episode we were watching. She's like, oh, yeah, that's what they, they mentioned in uh, Magician's Apprentice, I believe, yes. is, the, is the episode. And I went, oh, well, I got my, uh, I got my answer there. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, this is kind of, I wonder if they referenced this. And, yep, yeah, they did. Uh also, another, I think I, the, the main reference why I thought that is, you know, it kind of looked like when we go to Scarrow and don't know it's Scarrow, but he also steps on a landmine. Yes. Which was very interesting because, you know, the, what did, were they the eye mines or the hand mines or whatever? The hand mines. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, those things were creepy. I know, right? It was good stuff there. And, uh, pretty intense scene, I would say. Mm-hmm. Getting him off of that landmine, and then we—I think we're like, "Oh, let's let's go through this door inside," but it's outside, so they're they're clearly on a set. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and did they say mustard gas? Um, I don't know that they specifically said mustard, but it definitely was gas. It might have might have been nerve gas. It was some sort of gas, and they uh, they're like, "Take these things off these dead bodies," and we get basically a firefight Mm -hmm. and it appears that harry and sarah are dead but i mean we know better now obviously well yeah and interestingly enough i mean it it definitely seems at one point like like you know sarah jane is definitely out and i think uh the doctor and harry get uh captured yes and 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 taken inside by the uh by the collards and at no point do either of them go, oh, God, what about Sarah Jane? Yeah. Is she okay? No. We need to get back to her. It's not mentioned at all. And I'm like, good God, you guys. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, I, I guess they didn't really care that much. I mean, they he did, but I don't, I don't know why. I think it was because they were out of it. Maybe that's what it was. Possibly. I don't know. Uh, that transport looked fun, though. Like, it looked like a people mover. Yeah. From Disneyland, if you remember that. <laughs> yeah. And so we got the we got the, the Collids and the Thals, yes. Correct. And the yes. Thals are the more primitive people. Um Yeah. They're they're the ones that um we encounter outdoors more. Um they're uh uh when you see them or when you see their military, they're in green sometimes with uh kind of very seventies looking yellow sunglasses. Yes. Um the Khaleds are uh, well, let's not beat around the bush. They're the ones who look like Nazis. They are straight up Nazis, folks. <laughs> Dressed in black, very crisp, very Yes, you know, very snooty looking. Very snooty, and I think the college stage direction was like, "Look, just sound really mean and yelling." Yes, and uh, especially if the word extermination comes up. Yes, or the word mutos, which was said with a real hard M all the time. <laughs> oh, let's talk about the mutos for a second. Goodness. Which I double checked; they're not a Pokemon. Oh, okay, good. Although, although it throughout the story, suddenly a wild muto does appear. Yes, very true. 
Um, and they, they are, they are mutants, um, or they're supposed to be mutants, but they look mostly like people just dressed in ghillie suits. Yes. Yes. Um, which I don't really see the mutation quite as much. They just, they, they look like grubby homeless people. Yeah, they do. <laughs> um, so the doctor and Harry, they're, they, they are captured and they are being yeah. interrogated. And, uh, at one point, you know, just cause I like to try and find a twist and everything i'm like this is going to be some sort of role reversal where the collids won't end up being daleks which i guess was kind of true sort of kind of sort of not really ish but then i saw davros and i went oh right never mind yeah um so we need to talk about probably besides the freeze frame actually i don't know if the freeze frame was the funniest there's like three very funny parts in this the end the end of the entire serial uh-huh. Uh this part that I'm about to talk about and uh the freeze frame. Those are okay. the three funniest parts. But this part, so uh the doctor and Harry they escape. So they're trying to escape and those two guards follow them. Uh-huh. And one guard fo- like he's crouched down and he goes to f- they go to fire their gun at the same time, but I can't tell the he fires his gun once the guy who's crouched down, mm-hmm. and then it looks like he, he his gun either got jammed or he got legit scared from the other gun being so close to him. You so know, he just fired I, I once, exactly, and that was it. Yes, I know exactly which part you were talking about. I remember watching that. I remember watching the guy. If if you're looking at the screen, he's on the right. Yes, um, and yes, it fires, and you can see him pulling the uh, the the bolt of his rifle. And it and it totally jams because he's he's fighting it. Yes, it's very funny. It is, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And they they just left it. Okay, uh, yeah. I also have. Well, I mean, that's probably all they had. I guess. Yeah, probably. I, uh, I also have a note here that just says the Thals appear to be ninjas with guns. <laughs> just because they were okay. all. I don't know. I have no idea. Sarah Jane's just wandering around at yeah, this part. It seems like it's always Sarah Jane's job to get separated. Yes, that is. Well, I mean, I guess the last episode wasn't really her wasn't really her fault. No, but I don't know. It kind of seems like it from it just maybe a storytelling, right? Like, however it happens, it's Sarah Jane's job to get separated. Because even even when I watched Santarin Experiment for uh, uh, Gallifrey Public Radio, mm-hmm. she gets separated, of course. And I'm just like, I'm sensing a serious pattern here. Good heavens. <laughs> Um, so we get Davros and let me tell you, man, Davros is just amazing throughout this entire, just so good. Isn't he? Absolutely fantastic stuff. Can I, can I share a Davros story? Yes. Okay. So last week and last weekend, um, I had pulled out some old Dapple, uh, Doctor Who toys that I've picked up. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, the the Davros at some point, man, this toy saw some serious heat um, because it warped the little base plate that the friction motor uh, attaches to. His casing was a little warped. Like you try to set this thing down on the on the on a surface, and he just tip. Oh, geez! And it it was you know with the the three D printers in the house here the the bottoms of them the bed um can get really really hot because it's you know you're basically melting plastic onto it so we 
set the base plate down thinking, oh, yeah, we'll get it softened up to kind of straighten it out. And no, it didn't get hot enough to really soften it enough. And it's like, wow, how how much heat did this thing get? So um, I looked around and found basically a 3D printable Davros um, uh-huh. that comes in two parts because I just wanted the bottom part. I just wanted the casing. Did a bunch mm. of measurements, printed out a uh, new bottom half. Oh yes, yes, yes! I did see this. I've, I've, yeah. I mean, if if you um, if you follow me either on Instagram or, or or Twitter, you probably have seen this already. Um, so printed it out, looked great. Very gently with a Dremel tool, cut the upper part off the original toy. Um, did some drilling because uh, uh, there's a couple of pegs in it. Did some paint. I am not a professional painter. Let's just put that there. Um, but it looks okay. Um, and and basically gave Davros a new um, bottom half that would stay level. And then with the other, with, with the damaged one, um, as I was working on this, Perrin, my son, was around and asking questions and stuff. And he was like, well, what are you going to do with this? And I'm like, you know, I don't know. I was kind of half thinking about, you know, finding some 3D printed fire. Yeah. And then having it fit the top so it looked like he blew up. Um, and he thought that was hilarious. Um, and then as I'm driving into school one day last week, he's like asking me questions about Davros. Um, and I just had watched uh, this story. So I was able to kind of explain some of the stuff about what he's doing and why he is the way he is. And of course, you know, he thinks Davros looks totally creepy. So he's like, put him up on the higher shelf. So I can't <laughs> see him all the time. Good call. But that, that's, that's my timely Davros story that fits with, uh, Perfect. with this episode. Yeah. Um, so we see Davros for the first time. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I was very wrong. The Mutos are, are Daleks. And then we see the first Dalek. And then it we get a zoom in. Yes. Big old zoom. Now, part two ends with a freeze frame. It does. Now, part part two also starts with no recap. Um. Yeah, you're right. It does not start with uh, a one to two minute recap of the last episode, which I thought was very interesting. No, I, 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 if I'm not mistaken, you are in still in the same place. So it's it's almost a very immediate pickup. Yes, very much um, so. Uh, of of Davros and Dalek, you know, numero uno. I guess he's got the the lowest VIN number. Yeah, Daleks have VIN number. I don't know serial number. Sure. Yeah, number I'm assuming one. there were earlier prototypes that just you know they didn't look as good. Yeah, and I I just I was very uh, I found that very interesting. Yeah, that that is a little different. Just a, just a tad different. Um, I I have a note here that goes, "Where's all the merch with that sweet electric eye logo?" And then I went, "Oh, uh, well, I guess they're Nazis, so we probably shouldn't have." Uh, yes, on Snyder's um, lapels. Yeah, but also, I mean, yeah. we have the dark mark on merchandise, and that's pretty pretty much anyway. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. All the well, norms I, must die. Apparently, yeah, kill the norms. Um, can we talk about Niter for a sec? Sure, Peter Miles. Oh, he's great. I, yeah, and you know what? As 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 delightful as as it is to watch him, he actually passed away earlier this year. Oh, uh, in February. Yeah, I'm like, wait a second, wait a second. I remember. I think I remember, and I had to 
double check. So I think I remember seeing the story when it happened, but yeah, he is, Oh my God. I'm like, if I, I didn't think a fascist could look more fascist, but, I mean, <laughs> it's just the, the thin, the lanky yeah. the glasses. I mean, the fact for the first two episodes, he's literally wearing an iron cross. Oh, is he? He is. Oh, he is. And they're there. I, think i read something somewhere that they actually um after the second episode they're like um yeah maybe you shouldn't wear that you yeah you guys actually look a yeah. little bit too nazi yeah too on the head there he, uh, just a bit um but man he just like unsung villain oh yeah he's also of, in of two other episode. serials which ones i can't remember he's in doctor who and the Sol- uh Solorians, and he's okay. in um Invasion of the Dinosaurs. Ah, yeah. nice. He plays a doctor, a professor, and a Nazi. So he is the one-man uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, basically. Wow, look at that. <laughs> Throw me the whip. Throw Ooh, me the idol. Goodness. Um, yeah, so yeah, part two. I'm sorry. Where are we here? Um, I think there's a, uh, a researcher or someone. Oh, yes. And we are um, not Mark Ronson. No, no, no. Definitely this guy not. doesn't research beats. No, he does. Um, not. yes. But, uh, I think we, they're, they, uh, the doctor and Harry are captured by Davros. They're taken to the medical, not the medical bay, the science, science lab. officer lab bay thing yeah. whatever and uh they find out that he the doctor is uh not from this planet he's from another planet but but that that's impossible there there, there are no other planets yes. in the seven galaxies that are habitable oh goodness goodness me <laughs> you think these people would be pushing like a flat scarrow theory or something oh jeez you would think so so i believe davros is going to have the Daleks destroy the Doctor and Harry, but our little scientist friend says no, and Davros says, "Man, I'm gonna you're gonna get punished later because we can't do that now because we gotta we gotta further your plot development and your character yeah. development. So just hang out with these dudes, and it, it basically uh, the theme throughout the entire serial is people don't." trust Davros. Some people do, but some people say they don't, but then they actually do. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of, like, spy stuff going on. Kind of, sort of. Yeah. There's yeah. there's a resistance forming within the Khalids, uh, thinking that, that Davros has kind of gone off the rails, basically. I mean, yeah. Look at him. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, you're you're not wrong. And look what he's created exactly goodness um and then the fact that he actually wants to further um redesign them to to basically remove their morality yes um and just go to like straight killing machine and that's when people go all right i don't know if this is a good idea anymore yeah i don't know if the little goo things running these death robots is a good idea (laughs) i mean Um, and i think at the same time we've got Sarah and some Thals and some Mutos. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. She's captured by the Thals. Yes. So she's got uh, some, some Muto pals and like one Khaled dude, and they've got a load of oh, giant yes. rocket with uh, used pinball machine parts or something. Yeah. They're trying to get up on top of that tower. 
Uh, right. And yes, to escape, they start scaling uh, this, the, this giant gantry for the, for the rocket. Right. Um, you know, lots of crazy camera angles in this one. Yeah. Uh, but boy, can Sarah Jane climb. Yeah, she can, but she also uh, decides not to climb at some points, and it's like, Sarah Jane, get a move on. People right. are getting shot around you and falling as they are already dead, and then they will be more it literally dead. literally is like two guys show up with rifles. Oh, yeah. And yellow sunglasses and start shooting at them. And um, holy moly, I, again, you know, we were talking about the beginning of this story um, being really violent, but this this scene where where one of the guys i i think it's the kala dude um get shot you know climbs up and basically kind of like shields her yes they have a, a quick interchange get shot i mean it's it's literally it's like right next to her that is traumatizing enough and he falls and then there's a very i mean it it's it's you know not even a full second worth of frames of this dude hitting the ground um yeah you know like dead eyes open yeah um, obviously in reality, a fall from that, it would look much worse, but even that, even what they did show, even me, I was like, Oh, Ooh, yeah, that's man. That is, that is envelope pushing in terms of like, well, this definitely is this story alone. This is not a kid's show. Oh no. Right here. Holy moly. We were into some serious business. Yeah, for sure. Goodness. And, uh, Sarah ends up falling uh, to a freeze frame, which freeze was frame. very, yeah, freeze frame, which is very interesting. But then it's like we get back and we get the two minute recap again, which is strange that we went away from it uh, right. and then came back. So we get all this it. violence again. And then she just falls onto a lower platform. And I went, um, all right, I guess I'll buy that. <laughs> well, and uh, okay, so, but then even then, she and I, I think it's one of the Mutos managed to climb to the top and is like, here, I'll jump across first. And, and then, you know, you jump and I'll catch you. And I'm like, it's not that big of a jump. I think you can step across it. Well, Taylor, if I know anything from a classic Doctor Who is any jump is too big of a jump and we must watch them all jump. Yeah, <laughs> this is true. <laughs> This is uh. true. Um, meanwhile, can I just say, giant clam got hairy. Oh, my goodness. And then that, the doctor just beats the hell out of it. Oh, my God. It was so funny. Oh, man. Oh. That I, was that something just, else. That blew my mind. I was like, if this story didn't already have everything going for it. Yeah, the clams. giant clams that look like something out of like a background set from the Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk in the 60s. <laughs> yeah, that was so strange. Oh my god. Like, couldn't it have been just like a Muto or something? Or like a Muto pet or something? Yeah, anything. I just, nope. the, the clams giant. <laughs> very strange. Or like a Venus flytrap. Like, what do these clams have any, uh, whatever. There's got to be some backstory. This, this has got to be one of those things where, like, we, we've spent all this time working on all these other things, but we need something. Uh, what do we have back in the shed? Oh, here's this giant clam yeah. from, you know, some undersea episode of some other show. Here, oh, great, great, bring those out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, we got some secret meetings going on. The uh, council decides we're shutting this down. Like, we can't have Davros walking around doing his stuff. And it was around this time, Taylor, that I got distracted. 
Um, it happened. Lauren got home. It happened. No, no. Oh, okay, okay. What happened was, oh, I'm saying it, it, in the moment, not like right now. No. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Like in the moment of part three, I got distracted because uh, I was looking at Davros and I was listening to him talk, and he kind of started to sound like uh, Tony Clifton to me. I so, saw uh, you tweet that. Rem- jog my memory and and let listeners who don't know who Tony Clifton is know who Tony Clifton is. So Tony Clifton is the the alter ego or not alter ego, depending on who you believe, of uh, one Andy Kaufman. He was a lounge singer from okay. Las Vegas. And he okay. kind of talked like this. And he talked like this a lot. And he was always very loud and... Uh, I don't know what it was. I was just looking at Davros, and I was like, "He's kind of kind of reminded me of Tony Clifton." And in 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 your best Tony Clifton voice, can you uh, tell us how the the Daleks will uh, oh, reign geez. supreme over the rest of the universe? I mean, if, if there are there any quotes, if I could find a quote, maybe I would oh, do it. Oh boy! Um, References, story notes. Are there any quotes? Give gosh, me a quote no, here. Not, not in the story notes. No, I'm I'm looking at uh, at Tardis Wiki, and I don't see. Oh. Any. Um, but <laughs> no, I, I can't, I cannot. Ah. Um, but yeah, that's basically Tony Clifton in a, in a nutshell, gotcha. just a, a loud drunk. If you ever have time, just go look at him. I will. It's so funny. And well, Andy Kaufman is amazing. So yeah. So it, it was basically just a 30 minute break of me watching Tony Clifton and Andy Kaufman videos. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's funny. Cause round about this point. I kind of got distracted and, and had a realization because, you know, we've got Davros. He's in his uh, Dalek-esque wheelchair. Um, he's got one arm. He's got one hand. Yeah. I guess he's technically got two arms, but it's kind of only you know, one one hand. Shaky works. Um, and it was kind of funny watching him actually navigate because you you could actually kind of tell you know michael wisher is kind of like walking his legs you can see just enough wiggle <laughs> in, in his midsection there and i was like oh yeah you're totally walking around but that's funny the question occurred to me how does davros davros not have massive fingernails like how on earth would he clip his one hand worth of fingernails because you know every time he goes to flip a switch on his uh his little panel there because i love these analog switches um the the close-up on his hand and yeah he's got you know creepy fingernails but they should be really really long shouldn't they i mean i feel like they should but i mean also i'm just gonna say maybe whatever however he became so deformed messed with his fingernails i don't know i that's better than the answer that i came up with is that he makes niter do it (laughs) Oh, I mean, he could do that. Or he has a Dalek just uh, laser them off. <laughs> Best answer. Best answer. That's probably got to be one I like that one. <clears throat> um, goodness gracious. Um, yeah, so <laughs> Tony Clifton is Davros. Yep. As, and, and he's rolling around playing both sides and shouting no collusion. Yes, basically. <laughs> um <laughs> By dawn tomorrow, our world could be at peace because everyone will be dead. Yeah, basically, a very peaceful dead world. Not a good. Uh, I mean, I guess he's not wrong. True, but also no. <laughs> well, and I, I mean, I honestly, I kind of love the fact that Davros is is you know playing both sides, and he he's working a much larger game. Yeah. Than this thousand year war thing. Oh yes. Um, because he's, he's now gone over, 
uh, he's now gone over to the Thals and been like, hey, look, you know, I know you guys have this rocket and all, and uh, it's not going to get through these defenses, but <laughs> uh, I got this formula. Yeah. And they're like, why would you do that? He's like, hey, I just I, I want I want this over. I want this yeah. over and I think this is the best way to do it. And just, I'm cool with it. So long as you guys let me, you know, keep doing my science. Yeah. Just because I like doing a science. Let me do my science. So I believe the doctor escapes again at this point. Yep. I believe uh, this is when he and Harry get into different. Co- they get into the uh, another cool set of costumes like the the uh, they almost kind of look like hazmat suits kind of. Oh, yes. Yeah. They get into those. Uh, I have a note here that says, can you help me? I'm a spy. Oh, yes. The doc- I, I've got the same one. The yes, doctor excuse me. Can you help me? I'm a spy. Yes. Boink. Yes. Okay. That was good. <laughs> that was good <laughs> stuff. That's how they got this. That's how they got the costume or the uh, the suits from them. Yes. And I believe Harry and the doctor go and they find Sarah Jane. Mm-hmm. And then they're kind of they split up and the doctor he he's like walking past this like mesh gate. It's at, it's at the bottom of the gantry. Yeah, and this uh, this one of the dude guards hits a button and he gets like he becomes electric to it. Like he gets stuck to it with electricity. Yeah, it's it's like electrified and magnetized to it. And my only thought is, why on earth would they have installed that there? And then put the controls way down on the ground. Yeah, it's um, it's a good question. I'm not entirely sure why. Um, I never came up with a good reason. Yeah, other I, than because the story demanded it. Yeah, I honestly cannot. Uh, I cannot figure it out at all. It's very. Uh, look, man, I don't know. Yeah, that's okay. That's cool. We can roll into part four. Hey, we're past the midpoint. We are indeed past Woo! the midpoint. Uh, I guess uh, let's let's say you on the pacing. Pacing was fine. I had no problems here. I no, I I, I was cool with the pacing. Um, I, at no point did I feel like anything really kind of dragged. Um, if anything, there were, you know, um, actually, especially in part four, there were a lot of parts that I ooh, I just got the chills of like, you know, here come the Daleks. Yeah, and, here come the Daleks you know. for sure. Uh, if there's one thing I learned. About the Dalek lasers, it's that they make you overact when you uh, when you die. Yes, there is that, and it and it turns everything into kind of a uh, uh, negative, uh, an inversion of, of of color and black and white, and uh, lots of overacting. I'm trying to find uh, this isn't until part five, but whatever. I'm going to say it now because of the overacting. There's one guy who basically does the head, shoulders, knees and toes dance as he dies. (laughs) And I was just like, come on, man, get it together here. That's awesome. So I wonder what the direction was. Your head hurts, but your shoulders and your stomach and now your knees and now you're dead. So so he's basically doing like the Pepto Bismol commercial dance. Yes, basically. It's uh it was very funny. I was like, "Oh boy. That's the only thing like I uh, some people, you know, died like I can't feel bad for that guy cuz he's like doing a little dance and screaming." <laughs> and it was yeah. like kind of funny, but I don't know. Whatever. Uh, I love the shadow of the Daleks before they enter a room. That yes. is, for me, yes. one of the coolest things. And I feel like they just, they're like, oh, that's a good shot. 
let's do that all the time from now on. I think from part four on, they did it a couple of times, and it was very cool looking. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, let's see here. We've already talked about uh, Davros being a good actor. Not the mm-hmm. actual Davros being good, but... Uh... Uh, let's see. Davros gives the order for mindless killing machines, and I actually have a, uh, I think I have an or for this, for our, um, oh, for our title you? here. It should, I think it should be called dramatic switch flipping. Oh, I because like that. Because there's a lot of him like, uh, I don't know if my hand will make it to the switch, and it like zooms in on it. Yep. Love it. It's good stuff. Yes. I am writing that down. And I, I'm trying, there's a, I believe, because there, there's a lot of people that are like, hey, man, this Davros guy, I don't know about him. And they, they all kind of end up with the doctor. And I, I might have heard it wrong, but I feel like the doctor asks, um, I'm going to butcher this, but it's like uh, Bet- Betten, B-E-T-T-A-N. No, you're right. I Betten. feel like he, he goes, hey, uh, can you? Can you kill Davros for me? All right, see ya. And just kind of leaves. He's like, Davros needs to die. Okay, bye. And just kind of leaves. I'm not sure if I heard that correctly, but that was the note I took. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, I think the doctor is increasingly finding himself in um, his, his, his options are, are dwindling fast. Yes. Um, and so he's like, look, Someone's got to take him out. Yeah. Um, and, but again, that, that's, that's, you know, kind of that doctory thing of getting other people to do his work sometimes. Yeah. Um, and, and obviously we, we see into uh, part five and six where he's just like, okay, look, I've just got to do it. And then, well, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Yes. Yes. We will definitely uh, get to that. But so the, 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 the Thals launch their rocket. Yes. It absolutely works. It completely, you know, destroys the Kala Dome city. Oh yeah. And then, and then the Thal leader goes, well, okay, war's over. Let's release everybody. Let's pardon them. Yeah. Like, dude, it, the war, it's been two seconds. Nothing happened. I don't think that that should be your first thing. Right. <laughs> oh boy. Oh jeez! And then, and then there's this delightful scene, and I, I shouldn't call it a delightful scene, but it it kind of is because, you know, here's all these stalls, you know, going down their corridor, celebrating, being all happy, and then just, <laughs> they get dalecked. Yes, they uh, they definitely get dalecked. Thals. Yeah, they they're they're celebrating. I feel like they some of them are high fiving the doctor, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then they all get dalecked for sure, completely. And it's like. Okay, I took a little bit of pleasure in that. <laughs> the other thing I, I uh, that I find strange about the Dalek beam is, man, that that thing's got got a spray on it. It just you they shoot it and it covers an entire room. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, you know, you think about how energy weapons work, and energy will dissipate, you know, and you and, know. and travel. You just don't want to be at the center of it. Oh no, definitely not. <laughs> um. I feel like we got some double crossing going on here with, um, oh boy, with uh, Niter. I think he says to the doc, or he says to the doctor, "Look, man, this guy's crazy. We got to get out of here." Well, he doesn't say it to the doctor, but but later in part four, Niter does go to um, 
one of the other Khaled's whose name I can't remember, but he is definitely in the resistance and Niner's going, dude, yeah. Um, Davros is getting a little crazy, even for me. And I'm basically Himmler. Um, <laughs> yes, basically. And, and, I, yeah, <laughs> and I have this note. I'm like, I'm like, this guy can't possibly think that Niner is flipping on Davros. And yes. He goes, nope. He does. Welp. <laughs> yeah. And he karate chops him. Yep. Karate chops the hell out of him. And, and, the then, doc- I th- and then I think Davros rolls out because basically this guy's been like, oh, yeah, uh, then you should come and meet me and these other four names. <laughs> Here's a list of everyone else that hates Davros. Here's their home addresses. Here's their social security numbers. <laughs> Here's basically, where they are right now. Exactly. Yeah. And then they exactly. just, uh, they're all basically killed. And by basically, yeah. I mean, they are very much killed. Uh, the doctor gets captured, and yep. he is uh, actually everybody gets captured. Is basically what happens. And uh, Davros yes. says, uh, "You will. You seem to know a lot about the Daleks, even though I just made them." <laughs> and he says, "The doctor says, yeah. I mean, they totally suck, dude. But I they've been defeated a lot." And he goes, "Oh." You should tell me how they've been defeated or I'll I'll kill your friends. Yep. So it's basically the doctor, I believe, is just like, then this one time we foiled them by putting oil on the ground and they all (laughs) fell over. And And there was this one time we just built stairs and ran away. (laughs) Oh, and then there was this other time that we all put mustaches on and they didn't recognize us. <laughs> and then there was this other... So he's just listing everything that... Uh, every defeat. So he... And he's recording it all. Well, and and and, and the, the end of part four is... It's, again, it's another one of those chilling things that that whole scene... Um, leading up to just him going, you well tell me, you know, it just is like, Oh, you just kind of feel the energy yeah. in the room. And I, I realized just how wildly ambitious this entire first Tom Baker season is. Yeah. I mean, from, from robot all the way through Genesis, the Daleks and, and just the whole season, they just had this grand idea and they did a great job with it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes, they did. But do you think at any point Davros heard all these defeats and goes, damn, dude, why am I even trying? <laughs> why did I do this? I'm like, okay, fine. I give up, man. These dogs just, I can't do it. This sounds like a bad idea. Right? Oh, boy. A bad <laughs> idea. So part five, he's just telling him all the secrets. And... <laughs> this is when the guy does the head, shoulders, knees, and toes, and hands. It's good stuff. Um, we also get a fight scene, I believe, between uh, I would just say Davros's uh, guards and these science officers. Oh yes, it is literally a black and white action sequence. <laughs> yes, and because it's the guys in black and the guys in white. It literally, yeah, yeah. Okay, these but science it's... officers are scrappy. They are. Yeah. Points for that. And, I mean, there's some other stuff going on, but, I'll, you know, Davros says, we should surrender. And Niter's like, what? <laughs> and he says, no, nah, man, just do it. Do as I say. Well, not only that, but but the 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 college resistance at one point literally is like, look, you know, 
this is this is going to be a bloodless revolution because I think one guy just got a little gun happy and protective and like shot somebody. He's like, no, this is a bloodless yeah. revolution as they're pulling rifles out of a cabinet. I'm like, I don't <laughs> think that's how bloodless revolutions work, you guys. But uh, but OK, good luck. Yeah, good luck with that. Everyone, everyone involved. <laughs> <sighs> Let's see. Yeah, so they're going to surrender. And the the doctor decides uh, at this point. I feel like they're going through a locker. We should also mention that yes, the thing yeah. we forget we forgot to mention this. You know, big part. The reason why they're kind of still here is because they lost the the time band. Yeah, the time ring. Yeah, the time Which ring. The 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 Apple it. Watch. They lost the Apple Watch, <laughs> and they have to get to it. You know, to get out of there because they don't have a TARDIS. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the only way they're going to get back to the TARDIS is is using the time ring. And they find just in a locker a whole bunch of explosives. Yep. And the doctor I, at this point goes, I'm going to kill all those Daleks. Yep. And he uses the word genocide, which, you know, whatever, I guess. Um, <laughs> and uh, so Davros surrenders and... Uh, there's an ultimatum has been given and Davros accepts it. And I believe the ultimatum is you need to like come talk to us. Right? No, no, no almost, almost. So so um Oh Davros yes, yes. This yes, whole yes. red herring surrender and he's like, Okay, okay, I accept it. I'll surrender, but let's get everybody together for a meeting. Yes, because and if I, I'm so defeated. Yeah. If I'm so, so defeated. Yes, yeah, so I can kill everybody. It's a good plan. <laughs> It'll work. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're, I'm trying to find some quotes so I can just read them, but uh, um, you know. Whatever. But yeah, basically they they do tell Davros it's like, okay, look, uh, you've got to completely shut down your your Dalek project. Yeah, um, and he's like, uh, all right, but it's going to take a little bit of time. Can I have like 24 hours? And they're like, yeah, okay, sure, very well, agreed. Fair. Yes, it was you who introduced democracy. He's like, fine, whatever. <laughs> oh, goodness. Goodness yeah. gracious. So we're going to have the meeting, and basically everyone's going to die. Um, yeah, that's about it. Oh, yeah, no, no, it's not. I'm sorry. The doctor no. says, I'm going to I'm gonna go kill these little baby Daleks. Yeah, and... I'm going to go into the Dalek nursery and, <laughs> and drop some C4. Yeah, he goes into this laboratory and is just, like, hanging around. Just looking around, and then uh, there's just, like, things are bubbling. Um, there's a bunch of other stuff happening. And part f- five ends with the doctor coming out of the nursery covered in calamari. Uh, yeah, basically, we get our, our facehugger moment. And he's like, oh, no. And, and that's basically how that ends. Uh, part six opens with Harry and Sarah Jane helping him remove the calamari and saying this is... Not what I ordered. Please return this. <laughs> right? This is not... This is exactly what I did not want to order. hmm And we get a, a small moment here where he's like, all I have to do is touch these two, these two wires together, and they'll all be dead. Yep. And he goes, do I have the right to do that? He chokes. And then I believe he also says a line that sounds very familiar... 
Oh, I think it's very foreshadowing. Yes, and uh, it is. Uh, let's see. I, I have it right here. But the final responsibility is mine and mine alone. Listen, if someone who uh, who knew the future point uh, pointed out as a child, or they pointed out a child and told you that child grew up to be totally evil, to be a ruthless dictator, would you destroy millions of li- who would destroy millions of lives? Could you kill that child? Hmm. Foreshadowing. Uh, what? 40 years later yeah pretty much <laughs> 43 pretty years much. later here's uh here's uh what magician's apprentice yeah what's your name uh, little kid davros sir uh <laughs> i'm a plucky young lad oh, Would you like to buy a paper i'm so glad i can see out of both of my eyes <laughs> and i can walk and i enjoy life uh, i have both my hands <laughs> hooray oh jeez. <laughs> When did we start talking? Like it's the 1930s. <laughs> I don't know. I just was he wearing a newsboy hat in that? I God, I hope he was. I can't uh, remember. He, he he had like a satchel, from what I remember. I don't yeah. remember if he had a hat or not, but he had basically kind of like a satchel. It made me think of like a, a 30s newsboy. <laughs> uh, let's see. So uh, we don't end up blowing up any Daleks. Uh, I believe. No, we- but, but Davros does have this giant red button called oh, yes. Total Destruct, which I love. Total Destruct. That sounds like the, the subtitle for an 80s action movie. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, I think I saw Total Destruct in theaters back in 85. Yeah. Total Destruct. <laughs> Soundtrack by Van Halen. <laughs> Starring Bruce Willis. Oh, my goodness. And Jean-Claude Van Damme. I'd watch it. <laughs> uh, we get our toys back from Dad. Finally, we're in the we're in the room where we're in the room where it happens, Taylor. Oh God, yes, I love this. And 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 Team Tardis is like, oh look, hey, Doctor, here's your stuff. And he's all put in bath. But I was like, all right, let's let's sneak out. And they're like, whistle, whistle, and like just sneaking out the door while they're having their chat. Yeah, they're like, forget it. Let's just get out of here now, which is fine. I'm fine with that. Yep. Uh what do I got? Oh, they no, but they're like, we have one last task. We got to destroy those tapes. If, oh, that's right. Yes, if, that's if right. Davros has those tapes, he can. Uh, he knows all the Dalek, how Boils. the Daleks were defeated all the time. Yes, um, which I guess uh, would would they have? Well, I guess the Daleks would eventually have found it and been like, "What is this?" and then listen to it. Um, <laughs> I hate these beats. Yes, uh, boo. Uh, no stars. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, this this month on monthly music. Yes. Yes. Oh, um, where's that sonic screwdriver? I want to buy that sonic screwdriver. It's out there. Is it? The top looks different. Uh, I have to go back and look at a picture of it. Yeah, it looks a little different than the, uh, it doesn't have the little red kind of, no, no, no. Didn't have a red top. No, it was like a silver. It almost looked metal. Uh, I'd have to go back and look at a picture of it. I'm, I swear it's out there. It looked pretty cool. Um, I have to wonder in, in this whole scene, um, not just the fact that, you know, we've got these fancy high-tech college billy clubs. Uh-huh. Um, but here we have the resistance, you know, facing down Davros. They've all got rifles. I get it, bloodless revolution. But at no point did anybody just think, you know what? I'm just going to shoot this bastard in the head. I was thinking that the entire sixth part. And I'm like, but, but, oh, you guys are dumb. It's much like when Krusty is betting uh, against the Harlem Globetrotters. And he's watching it, and the Globetrotters are spinning the ball on their finger. And he's like, he's just spinning it on his hand. Just take it. 
So that's basically how I felt. It's like, he's just right there. Just shoot him. That is a perfectly good analogy. Uh, yeah, so they uh, they end up not shooting him, and he's just like talking circles around them, and then the Daleks come in. Yeah, and apparently now there's more than three. Oh, there is a whole bunch now. There are. There is a whole bunch of Daleks. And uh, let's see. The Doctor gives Sarah Jane the... the uh, oh, my goodness. I keep wanting to call it a time ring. That's what they call it. Oh, well, that there you go. He Even gives her the t- a, really a bracelet. Yes, and he says, "Get out of here!" And she goes, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "I'm going to go commit me some genocide." He says it just like that, folks. Don't don't watch the tape. That's how he said it. <laughs> and what do I have? Oh, this this is clever. Oh, so he goes to. He's at the nursery. He's got it all yeah. set up. Yeah, and it, but a Dalek comes around the corner and is just kind of stalking him, and he drops the wires in the middle of the floor. Yep, and, and I thought like this trying to reach for it, and the Dalek's like, "Oh, look, hands zap." Yeah, and he kind of he tries to zap his hands, and the Dalek moves forward because you know why not? And <laughs> in moving forward, he rolls over the cords, thus connecting them, scared. thus blowing yeah. everything up. I thought that was very clever. I I'm not sure. I mean, it's funny because I have a different opinion on that. Oh, I, 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 I think that that ultimately ends up being a cheat and it lets the doctor out of having that uh, kind of moral responsibility. Yes. Um, or, or, or having to make that choice. It, it, it becomes, it becomes a matter of happenstance. It's an accident. Well, but I mean, also he, if, if he still had such a big problem with it, he could have stepped in front and moved the court out of the way. I think he could have. Yeah, and okay, you're right because he he was there trying to accomplish that task. Yes, anyway. But I mean, and he also looks and sees what is about to happen, and then he's yeah. like, "I gotta get out of here." Okay, fair point. Fair point. So, but but I do get your point as well. Yeah, that that does make sense. It does give him an out as to mm-hmm. him not not losing uh, any of his his uh, goodness. It was just like, yeah. well, he rolled over it. I didn't do it. Yes, exactly right. Yeah. I didn't complete the circuit. Yeah. Well, production will. Con- oh, yes. Yeah. So we're the hanging out in the- magnificent. Yeah. The ending of this is just magnificent. Oh my love goodness, it. love it. Um. So we get. Uh, we're in the room, and it's kind of like uh, Davros is picking dodgeball teams. Um. <laughs> no, he's like, are you going to come over to my side, or are you going to stay over there? You're going to stay over there with all the losers, huh? Is that what you're going to do? I'm just going to do uh, Tony Clifton throughout the entire, the rest uh, of the show. That actually sounded a, a little bit like, um, oh my God, third party presidential candidate 1992, Ross Perot. Oh, Ross Perot. Wow. Uh, that uh, took me a second. Oh, goodness. Uh, who did a Ross Perot? Dana Carvey did a Ross yes, Perot. Yes, he did. Not going to do it. There we go. There it is. Not going to do it. Wouldn't be prudent. I believe that's, that's okay. it. Yep. Anyway, <laughs> goodness. Uh, oh, the end of this is is very interesting for a number of reasons. Uh, basically, everyone who does not side with Davros is murdered. Mm-hmm. Uh, Davros tries to be like, "Good job, Daleks," and they're like, "Nah, we don't like you either. <laughs> we don't need you anymore, Dad. Yeah, we don't need you anymore." And then it's very strange because Davros. 
has he has some sort of where he's like, let the scientists live. They can help you. Mm-hmm. Which is a very like, wouldn't he just be like, no, kill the scientists. Let me live. Wasn't that what would happen? Well, but he's also a scientist. Yeah, but they, I mean, I feel like at least when a Dalek looks at, they're like, he has the body of us, but they don't. They're way different well, than us. But, 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 but they don't. I yeah. mean, even the Daleks are like, no, we're perfect. You're not. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. You know, even if you, even if you're half us. Yeah. You're not whole us. Very true. Um, and, and, oh, just, you, you, you get again, again, chills, chills, you know, the, the Daleks turning on Davros, turning on Davros. Yes. It's good stuff. That's great stuff. And they, they seemingly kill all of the scientists. And then we do not see the fate of Davros, even though we, you know, we know he'll be back. Um, we heavily imply it. (laughs) Yes. Uh, the entire building is exploded. And um, before it is exploded, though, man, we get a great Dalek speech, don't we? Yeah. And actually, before the Dalek speech, Davros tries to press the button, but he is d- too late. So it's heavily implied that he is dead, actually, I feel like is what happens. Yeah. His finger is on the button. It, I mean, it was almost on the button, q Oh, um, I know. Sorry. <laughs> I, I, this whole... <laughs> recording i have had nothing but like song references popping into my head that's like, a great one that's a q-tip oh, reference cool. yeah tribe uh, called quest that's i think so yes beat but it was also sampled in like um like some fat boy slim or something I yeah think. i think it is or, fat boy or, or, slim um, it's the chemical brothers no yeah that's right chemical brothers thank you sorry yeah it's the chemical brothers and yeah. um it's called galvanize that's right yeah that's dude a good one. that that's song a good one. is good freaking great Actually done. I actually a little spoiler for you. I have a um, one of my picks this month will probably be a a hip hop group that was around the same time as a tribe called Quest in their album. Ooh. They have a new album out and it's pretty good. So that might be Very one nice. of my picks. Very nice. Might be. So honestly, I think this serial. I mean, just drive the creep factor home. Should have just ended on the Dalek speech. Oh, that would have been marvelous. That would have been, hor- and I thought it was going to, because mm-hmm. it faded, and I went, "Oh man!" But then we faded back in, and the doctor's like, Haha, "Well done, everyone. We did it." Uh, and he says that basically what they did today set the Daleks back about a thousand years, which is, I mean, pretty good, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Thousand. It's it's something better than nothing. Yep. Right. And <laughs> they all. They all grab a hold of the time ring and they time just start team assemble. Yeah, they just start spinning and I'm just like this is the funniest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. Yeah. And yep. it's like, "Well, doctor, what'll happen now?" He's like, "I don't know, sir." And it kind of like fades out a little bit. <laughs> yeah. It's very strange, but then he says out of out of that evil uh must come something good, I believe. I believe that is the yeah. last line. And let me tell you, man, that time ring seems real sketchy. Uh, for for being, you know, Gallifreyan technology, you would think it wouldn't be like put, quite that. Put a bubble iffy. around him. Put a bubble right. around him or something. Right? Use that budget. <laughs> Use that BBC budget. That's right. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed this, Taylor. This was uh, hey. a welcome sight after the last episode. 
It totally made up for Death to the Daleks. Definitely. It was very good. Very, very Definitely. good. No dopey music in any of oh, this. Oh, goodness. This is, uh, this is, uh, we're, I'm sure someone has a rank of all the Dalek stories, but I wonder where this ranks. It's probably up there. Um, this in, in many respects and in many surveys is way toward the top. Well, good. That's where it belongs. If not at the top. Yeah, definitely. I can definitely, uh, hear, hear to that. (laughs) Yes. For sure. So, uh, we mentioned earlier that we have a, a Google doc that has all of our, um, episodes we've watched and we had some stats, but I, you know, had some time today and I kind of improved on those stats. You improved on it greatly. I was very impressed. <laughs> Thank you. If anyone's interested, we've watched 41 12th Doctor episodes. Wow. Which is, I mean, he has been in all of them. And then the next uh, closest one is uh, is Tom Baker with 10. And then 7 is, is after that. Yeah, well, mostly my fault mm. for that. No, that's not a fault. I know. So... We have now uh, by ep- episodes by Doctor, episodes by Season, and episodes by Companions. And um, I was looking at this as I was compiling it, and I was going to pick another Dalek story, but then I went, there's got to be one season we have not watched, like one episode from. And as I was doing my little search, I found that there was one season that we had not covered yet. Which I was amazed by. Which is very surprising to to all of us. So we're going to go to uh, season 18, and we are going to go to the finale of season 18, <laughs> and uh, Legopolis. Which I swore when you told me that. Mm-mm. I'm like, no, we, we've done Legopolis. I, no. I remember watching it. I'm like, I know, and I literally... Now... I trust you, and I still went back. I still went back to our site, and I'm like... No, it's got to be in here somewhere. Here's what I think might have happened, Taylor, because we Hmm. watched Castro Valva, which is the first episode of uh, Davidson. Correct. So I think if I recall, and I would have to go back and listen to it, I feel like you might have watched both, like on your own. Thinking of, I think maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Might have happened, or you at least watched the last episode of Legopolis. I'm not sure. That's very possible. Now, Legopolis is 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 a big deal for me because, in so far as I've been able to research and figure out, this was probably the very first story I ever saw back in 1986. There you go. Um, so, so this is a big deal for me. I love Legopolis. I'm very excited. I, I heard in in a season of missteps, this is probably one of the best of Tom Baker, and it's also his last. So, yeah, yeah, it's great. There, there's there's some weird stuff. There's some funny stuff. There's some you know slightly bonkers stuff. But it's is from start to finish. It is actually very good. Yeah. So that's what we will be watching next time. And uh, you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Uh, just search pod the podcastica. You can follow me on Twitter at JP Thrice, and you can follow Taylor on Twitter at Apex Buddha. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, and now Spotify. Just search Podcastica. Uh, rate and reviews as well. Uh, Spotify, you can actually just type in Podcastica. You will find the other, uh, the network known as Podcastica, but you, you'll find us. Just look for look for our, I think it's the Galfrain writing on, on that one on Spotify. Or you can just mm-hmm. search Night of the Living Geeks and you'll find us there that way too. Uh, SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash the N-O-T-L-G, uh, spreadshirt.com. I just cleaned up the store. It looks a lot better. 
Cool. Um, you can get some of our merchandise on there, and you can get some of Taylor's uh, If Memory Serves merchandise on yeah, there. We've got a shirt on there. We got shirt, buttons, really cool design. I suggest you guys go check it out. Uh, Patreon.com slash NOTLG. If you feel like supporting us um, for right now, you'll you know you'll get a thank you. We're we're looking into uh, 2019, folks. Get ready. <laughs> we'll have stuff. Yeah, we will. <laughs> I I gotta let uh, Taylor in on some stuff he doesn't even know about. Oh boy. Oh oh boy. Yeah, we might need to start a viral campaign. Uh oh, that'd be fun. Anyway. Is that it? The Y-Axes. Check them out. I believe they are done recording. I know they, they have some shows coming up, but go check them out. Twitter.com slash the Y-Axes. Facebook.com slash the Y-Axes. Uh, the Y-Axes.com or the Y-Axes.bandcamp.com. And they are also on Spotify. Indeed. Yeah. So join us again next time. Logopolis. I'm looking forward to that. That should be fun. And we will talk to you guys then. Thanks. See ya. Spanner of the Daleks. Hey, I like that. You know, uh, uh, campfire of the Daleks. <laughs> I mean, worms of the. I must. I want snacks. I think.